Hey there, Film Buds. Welcome back to the Film Buds podcast. I'm your host, Paul. And I'm Lauren. And, uh, it's fucking Halloween time, y'all! the best time of the year that's right um it's october this is the first episode of october uh so you know that we're doing horror all month long i mean we we do horror all year long but this is now a whole month of it instead of maybe one episode a month so now we have a whole excuse Woo! it's the best holiday it's, ah it's the most wonderful time of the year that's right it's not christmas y'all that's it's right. Halloween. It's this time of year. Um, welcome back to the show, of course, as always, after that uh, boisterous opening. <laughs> uh, yes. It's good to have y'all back with us. Dear, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's been a, it's been a long work week. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Um, but I'm also just really excited to, to be here, you know, chatting with these lovely folks. You all look wonderful tonight. Glad to see ya. That's right. <laughs> Tip your waiter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I definitely understand the uh, the sentiment of um, it's been a long week, you know. Not that I can properly get into too many details on, on the show, but, you know, I uh, I recently maybe uncovered fraud. Dun, dun, uh, dun! Uh, by someone who does business with uh the the place of of my employ um and so that was a part of my week which was pretty exciting um but also tedious um paper trails are boring the results are fascinating but the actual hard legwork of going through a paper trail is tedious that's why you montage it we need a montage. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You just need to to real life montage that that's moment. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think that's the whole idea of the the somnambulist uh, episode of Rick and Morty. The sum the subambulist. The the somnambulist. Yeah. The uh, the the night people. Oh mm-hmm. oh 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 yes. Someone to fill in the gaps for you. You oh, know. Gosh. So you get to do the fun parts. Um, so you can just montage through life. Yeah. With, with rock hard abs. That's right. <laughs> At least they jumped off of referring to abs as having cum gutters, oh, as they did oh. so thoroughly in the prior season. Oh God. Um, <laughs> you had forgotten all about that. Hadn't yes. You? Yes. Entirely. You're welcome. Oh. Um. <laughs> Anywho. I think maybe I'll put that in the in the episode description. Anywho. Know, and we talk about cum guts. Stop saying it. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, but moving on, um, it is, of course, like we said, October, and we are going to be doing horror all month long. Uh, I haven't set out the newsletter quite yet. Uh, that'll probably come this weekend, so... If you haven't signed up yet, go and sign up. Um, but for today's episode, you know, without giving away too much of what we're doing, uh, I decided that we would go and, and discuss a film from a director who's very hot right now. You know, Ty West, uh, the director of Pearl and X, two very much talked about films right now. Um... And so it seemed appropriate to go back and and sort of dip into one of his earlier films. 
because honestly, I had never seen any of his films before X. Um, uh, that's not exactly true. Um, because he had written, I think, something that I am familiar with. No. Okay. So I knew that he was involved with, um, VHS, but I hadn't seen it. Um, but I thought that it sounded like a good idea. Um, it's an interesting movie. One element, um, about the film that I thought would be fun to talk about before we get too deep into it, uh, is that the film does the Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing of, of presenting itself as a true story. Yes. You know, it has that little text at the opening that's like, you know, back in the in the 70s and 80s, there were demonic cults and abuses by those cults, and this is why you've never heard about them. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That is, that is correct. Uh... And so I wanted to ask you, what's your opinion on fictional films that use the moniker of, you know, it's a true story? Or even honestly, what's your opinion on um, inspired by a true story films that get very liberal with that idea? Um, I think that I guess I would prefer the liberal um, version of history than the actual fabrication of the truth. Um, because I know for a fact that there is somebody out there that doesn't realize that it's not real. Mm-hmm. And that can be harmful. Yeah. You know, um... You know, regardless of the the context of the the film itself, you know, it could it could be you know us talking about Fargo, you know, Fargo Fargo's great, but also like if you really think that these things are are, are real, you know, there I guess there could be worse things that are like you know very magical and and things like that, but like you know it's very it's very blunt, it's very it's it's almost dry, but. I still think that that's I think I think that that's worse than like maybe people thinking that um the musical Hamilton is an exact re- recreation of the life of Alexander Hamilton. You know, I think that that's because at least there's some truth in it. Yeah. You know, it's it's a, it's a liberal brush of history instead of like telling somebody that this is real and it not being because also that then then where's the line? You know, you, it's already confusing enough out here, you know, with the concept that the the world could possibly be round. You know, it's, it's hard. It's hard out here. Uh, I think you raise a really interesting point. I think that um, I think I completely get where you're at. I also think that. Um, you know, to, of course, play a sort of devil's advocate opinion, uh, you definitely, I think, can also have things that sometimes play it so liberal that you you end up distorting it further from the truth than if you had just done a sort of um, homage. You know, like, to, to 
you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, for example, you know, which definitely downplayed certain elements of, of who, who Freddie Mercury was as a person. No, yeah, but I think that that also still opens the door for somebody to go, I want to learn more about this person. They can then, then go down the rabbit hole, you know, like... Like how we we used to with with hard books and things. Well, and you know, um, to also go to your point very specifically of it distorts the truth. There were um, a lot of people that were convinced, you know, in this sort of urban legend that persisted more at the time, that the events of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie were real. Yes. You know, that, like, it was based on a true story. There were even some people who thought that it was a snuff film. Uh, And so, to your point, very precisely, uh, you know, you do absolutely have that once you open the door of what's true, what's not, it becomes very wibbly and like especially with something like you know chainsaw massacre you know you're gonna have somebody go out there who is who is not well who's gonna go oh well if if this person could do it then i can too you know or you're gonna you're gonna have people who go out looking for some sort of place that doesn't exist and find trouble of a different varietal yeah you know what is the um I think it's, I think it's, 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 it's a little bit of uh, manipulation as mm-hmm. well, because it's like, oh, if you're not in the know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we understand that, like, it's not, it's not real. It's, it's, it's made in the sense that it's like, wow, that was a, a real yarn, you know, almost kind of way of saying it. Like, it's a, it's a true story. The, the joke has to be made, I think, um, or the intent has to be made. I think this is maybe the, the, the borderline, right? Because no one has ever really questioned Fargo, which is interesting. I think you almost have to make it obvious on a certain level that it's, that it's not. Um, and I know that certain things obviously you know, have, have done that to a certain degree, but like no one's ever thought that the office was a real documentary. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I am absolutely I'm sure, sure that someone has that somebody is somewhere thinks that the office is a real place mm-hmm. that Michael Scott is a real person <laughs> that they really do that. And this is some old archive footage from the early 2000s. I'm sure somebody out there is like, yep. Those it's the, real. It checks all of my boxes. It's it's adding up. You know, like, I'm I'm sure. And, like, obviously, you know, there, there are more extreme versions of it, like The Office, that, like, you know, for the most part, I think you're good. Yeah. You know. And so I think that it definitely is that... Um that question of presentation. I think the reason that obviously also, of course, you know, uh, not to get too far into it, but the movie that we're dealing with goes down a certain bend that obviously removes it from the realm of ever possibly being real. Um, whereas like murderous cannibals aren't impossible. No, 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 Especially no, yeah. at the time that that movie came out. 
Yeah. You know. Yeah, it was a hot button topic, you mm-hmm. know. This is this is something that could possibly be going on. Mm-hmm. I I completely understand that. Um this movie came out in what? 2000 uh uh 2009. Okay, okay. So it's just putting on like a this a is veneer, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. That also helps as well to like pull it away from it being like a reality thing cuz like Obviously, you know, something like this is, is fiction. Like we, nothing like this is that we, we live too, too into technology nowadays to, to not have heard of, of this event happening in time and hitting someone somewhere. Well, you know? and, uh, you know, it's, it's not to get too far again into it but it 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 also definitely um it definitely presents itself in a way that like to your point there is just no way for for um for yeah this kind of uh event to occur and and it not to uh, garner some attention mm-hmm. um especially with our true crime obsessed era, you know, of, of media consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, no, um, I mean, I guess what's, what's your, what's your opinion? On whether or not it's harmful or, or not? Yeah. Uh, I, I think that it really does vary. I think it really does depend, you know, um, Cloverfield is, you know, a. uh, uh uh, shaky cam, you know, first person perspective, uh, film that I really enjoy. Obviously fake, you know, totally fine. You're telling me that that big, big monster. That's right. New York city. You can still visit it. It hasn't been nuked. (laughs) (laughs) It hasn't been carpet bombed, you know, to hell and back. There aren't weird parasites in the, well, I mean, there are weird parasites in the, in the subway, but that's a different story. Uh Uh, they're not alien. Um, and so, no, not in that sense. And so, um, they're insects or rodents. Um, that's right. That's right. They're like the kudzu. And so, but I think that also to your point, the label of truth, especially today is, is, um, for some people such a flexible term that it does get very questionable the moment that you start to present, you know, anything really is as true to certain people. It's going to instill a, a question about because I think Reality that I think that some. I think that once you start to do stuff that documentaries do, mm-hmm. you know, you start to put labels on things. You're like, you know, you're telling me as a viewer, like right there, this is a true story. I was about to bring up. Have you ever seen the Fourth Kind? N- no. Okay, it's a it's a fake. It's a it's a documentary alien horror movie, but it's it's a fake movie. It's a fake documentary. You know, it's a mockumentary. And it stars Milia Jovovich as, like, the narrator. Oh, And there are, like, dramatic recreations of certain incidents mm-hmm, in this mm-hmm. story of alien encounters. It's like the thing about mermaids that the Discovery likes to put on. And it's presented as a true story mm-hmm. of, of alien encounters that escalated all the way to this point of, you know, did someone get abducted and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, when you first watch it, if you literally don't know anything about the movie, 
then yeah, this is all really wild shit, you know? You don't know that it's a not a real documentary. It's presenting itself like a documentary. You know, let's say it's your let's say that it's back in two thousand three and you're watching this thing because it came on TV and there's no description of mm-hmm. what this thing is. You're just it it's it's just on the sci fi channel and you're just watching it. You know, who's to say? Yeah. Uh, Blair Witch. You know, back in the day where, where there were definitely, I, I promise you that there were definitely people that thought that the Blair Witch footage yes, was real. Yes, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> but that's again, that's again, it, we're, we're touching on on fine line here. Um, yeah. And I think that that's, again, going back to my sentiment about like The Office and Fargo and Cloverfield. You know, I think that um, you have to be delicate with that presentation and you have to in some way, I think, very boldly cross that line that makes it very obvious. And I think that, like, The Office does it by being so... so parody to the point of extreme, you know? Um, no, yeah, and I guess I, that's kind of how I feel about um, Fargo. It's so mundane. It's so mundane, but also then so spectacular at the same time that there's no way it's true. No, exactly. Like, what What on earth is happening with the, the one with the, was it a patch? It was... The stamp? The stamp, that's what it was. That's season what it was. three. Yes. Ridiculous. Well, and, and season obviously three... obviously Ewan McGregor. Season three also, of course, does lay out... Um, part of the thesis of Fargo with the David Thewlis character where he sits down and he monologues in the way that he starts his monologue. This is a true story. Mm-hmm. And nothing that that man says is the truth. No, but he's again saying it in this, in this like tongue in cheek way. And, and just like the show is, you know? And so his, his entire point with that story is, is sort of the same entire point of when Fargo starts with, this is a true story. Yes. It's true. It's a story. <laughs> That's right. It's a tale. It's a yarn. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A tall tale. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and it takes place in Paul Bunyan territory. Well, it's practically is realism. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I thought that that would be a really interesting place to sort of start our discussion before we jumped into the film itself. Um, especially because, like, real-life horror, found footage horror, you know, is is so popular a, a sort of context that I thought that it would be an interesting place to start our discussion on The House of the Devil mm-hmm. by Ty West. And without any further ado, we'll go ahead and jump right on into this bad boy. Yes, let's. Uh, House of the Devil, like we said, came out in 2009. It's rated R. It's an hour and 35 minutes. It is written, directed, and edited by Ty West. Uh, The premise is in 1983, financially struggling college student Samantha Hughes takes a strange babysitting job that coincides with a full lunar eclipse. She slowly realizes her clients harbor a terrifying secret, putting her life in mortal danger. It stars... uh, Jocelyn Donahue as Samantha, the fantastic Tom Noonan as Mr. Ullman, uh, Greta Gerwig as Megan, Mary Warrenov as Mrs. Ullman, and A.J. Bowen as Victor Ullman. 
And uh, I'll go ahead and pass it off to you, dear. What did you think of The House of the Devil? I think this movie had a lot of really good suspenseful moments for me. Um, It's definitely not like... It kind of reminded me, I guess, of like Barbarian a lot, where um, honestly almost... (laughs) <laughs> almost almost identically a little bit in a way it's like you know it's this 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 young woman that um you know um gets gets put into a situation that makes her uncomfortable but she you know she goes along with it and and all the you know her her internal red flags are going off the entire time but like you know everything's going to be fine everything's going to be fine and and things keep getting brushed off until until things escalate so much out of nowhere and um it was it was a it was a definitely a fun ride um i think that i i liked this movie up until a point um i think that the the ending for me was not i guess where i was expecting it to go after seeing other Thai west films of like the now you know i i thought that it was going to have like a I guess a flashier, bigger, bigger budget ending, and then, boy, was I wrong, you know. And not saying that like the ending was was bad, but I think that there were scarier moments leading up to it. And then once we finally got to the to the payoff at the end, I think that that's where like all the scary, like, got taken away from me. You know, when she's like trying, when she's getting out of the house. No, absolutely. No, I completely agree with that sentiment. Um, I liked this movie very, very much. I was fascinated to see, to your point, you know, um, how it really did tie into some of those same things. But it's, it's a common trope in horror, right? The strange house that you somehow find yourself in with the strange resident. No, um, for sure. And so it was interesting to really see that, but that's also sort of a same idea explored in X. And so what I really, really enjoyed about The House of the Devil was seeing the little tiny strange seeds that would lead to, you know, X and Pearl. It was really fascinating to see where certain ideas were germinating inside of this artist you know, uh, over, over 10 years ago, um, almost 15. Mm -hmm. And so it was really, really fascinating. I thought to see the, the, the strange old woman, um, the strange family unit. These like Adams family Uh, people almost, you know? Yeah. Um, but also to see that he was openly wearing even back with the house of the devil, his inspirations on his sleeve. It's very obviously inspired by the Texas Chainsaw, you know, on the certain level. It's, again, the isolated house, the strange family unit, um, the weird denouement, you know, sort of around this uh, central um, ceremony moment, Mm -hmm. whether it be a feast or you know, what we have at the, the, the finale of the house, of the devil. And so I think that it's really interesting to see the ways that he is so, 
but you also get that again in in like X and Pearl. You know, with Pearl, the movie ends at the dinner table, mm-hmm. and there's this all throughout X. There are these interactions at the dinner table, and so it's really really interesting to see the places that he's drawn to as a creative food is something that he's really really drawn to. It's it's so fascinating. Basements and attics, hidden away places. You know, in this, she goes to the attic and finds what she shouldn't. In X, she goes into the basement and finds what she shouldn't. And it's... It's, it's funny that um, she's literally the exact same type as the girl from X, the the ingenue. Mm-hmm. You know. Both of them. Both Mia Goth and our... our I want to do it. Yeah, girl. exactly, they're, exactly. They're both sort of the same type. Exactly, you know, it's this, it's this infatuation with brunettes. And these... I don't give a shit. Blondes, you know, that's Greta right. That Gerwig are really... and the Britney Snow character. Yeah, really Spitfire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it was really fascinating, and that was for me, I think, one of the most uh, engaging things about it. Not that the movie was bad at all, but for me, that was definitely one of the most like, oh, you know, that I kept on going back to with it. Overall. It was so tense and so taut, and I was so on the edge of our seat. And then we we paused very briefly at about, like, the 55-minute mark, and it's it's an hour 35. So you're really near the end at that point. And I suddenly realized, I was like, holy shit, this man has kept me on my toes for f- 40 minutes now. And nothing's happened. You know? And I was like, what's going to continue to happen? And so to your point, then the finale for me, one, almost felt rushed. Two, there were parts of it that weren't satisfying. I almost wanted the... I'll I'll get to that in a little bit. It, there are parts of it that just weren't satisfying, and it almost felt a little bit rushed. Three, I also didn't feel like it really tied back into the first idea that it contacted with in the opening text, where we established that this is based on a true story or inspired by some sort of truth of reality of demonic cults, but also the cover-up of them mm-hmm. and why we don't hear about them. No, and I, I felt I get like that. to that extent, where uh, where's the second part of that? You definitely gave me part A. Where is part B of what you told me about? Because this should this seems like something that people would know of. <laughs> you know, going back to the kind of like Texas Chainsaw was a real thing. People would know about that very directly. You know, Leatherface wouldn't just be some sort of thing that you only heard about in the movies. We would know his name. Um, And this kind of, again, was sort of in that same vein, and I know that it's obviously fiction, but, like, you need to... If you're going to present this idea that it was successfully also covered up... Mm -hmm. Because of, I guess, law enforcement or something, not wanting cult madness or something i don't know no 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 no, no. it wasn't the law it was the university they covered that up too sweet you know what maybe they said but that would be an interesting angle 
you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I wish that I had had some better sense of, of how it also related to that element of it. No, I get that. Um, I, I agree. I do think that the third act is rushed. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's the, it's literally the moment. and needles. It was literally the moment that like, I guess, spoilers ahead. Yeah, we can, we can jump into spoilers from here. Cool. Um, like the moment that we get to her finally going up to the attic door and we like see the, the fingers go around the door and then she passes out. And I was like, What? I was so mad. I guess the, I assume that they like drugged the pizza. That was my guess as well. Um, but that was that was so cheap. Yeah, you know it cheapened it so much because the next thing we we are we're we're at the we're at the ceremony. The the okay. There's so, no there's no prep or anything. We're just boop. We're there, and it's just. Before we get too too deep into spoilers, because I still think we're actually still in okay territory. Um, I just want to do one thing real quickly for uh, the recording's sake. We will go and time code where we stop having spoilers, you know, and, and like the review is, you can hear the, the rating. We will have that in there. Yes, but are we going to have this part? Maybe. Oh, okay. Um, so... I think that you're completely right. I think that the the drugging of the pizza cheapens it. I think that, um, I think a lot of it ends up getting pretty, um, cheapened in general at the third act. The, the, the magic escape from her circumstance for me was one of those moments where I was like, this is bad. Oh my gosh, where she just like gets out of her ties, just like yeah. just like shook her hand a few times and was like, Oh, I'm out. I was like, this is bad. You know, and like, like it, it made the, 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 the parts of the movie that I really enjoyed feel like I was like, Well, what was the point of like all of that other stuff then? You yeah. know, like what was what were we leaning towards with this? You know, I was just so confused. No, I mean like absolutely. they I guess they they needed the What was going on in that other room? Okay, so my general thought is that... Okay, it's not made abundantly clear what happens. Our our main character sees that in one of the rooms there has been some sort of other versions of the sacrifice happening. I think that those were either practice runs or other attempts at whatever this ceremony was supposed to be that didn't work and i'm thinking that maybe this was their last best chance at getting it done i feel like for me this movie needed like 10 more minutes yeah because I wanted to, like, the, the dude at the end, you know, she's, like, fought her way out of the house and stuff. And, like, I really just wanted to hear what he had to say. I wanted to understand what they were doing. And, like, the, I guess the, that was the thing that wasn't really satisfying for me as a, as a viewer was just, like, we never really get that closure. Like, it just happens. And you don't really understand why they were even a part of the of this cult like what 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 drew them started. to it? Yeah, you know. 
And I think the other thing for me that really um, was very complicated about it on a certain level that, that made me frustrated as a viewer was that I found her as a protagonist frustrating at times because there were ultimately moments where she just seemed so distracted because she was doing things you know that that felt more plot motivated than than person motivated she breaks this vase she panics she's trying to clean this vase and in the middle of trying to clean this vase she looks at this door and goes you know what it's time for me to open this door and poke around and see what's in here why it's it's completely against the the urgency and the motivation of what that moment was and so her for me as a protagonist she did things that were the classic frustrating horror movie character things that make me go you are driving me insane you are no, actively I, I mean, heading toward danger <laughs> i mean i get that she doesn't have any common sense she doesn't have any boundaries mm mm-hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, I would also, I guess, understand her snooping around these people's house more if it wasn't like she was supposed to be watching grandma and what she was actually supposed to be watching a baby. Yeah. You know, because then there shouldn't be any other, like, adult person bumping around in this house. You know what I mean? And, like, I think that it's weirder when, like, I guess the person is, like, aware enough to tell on you. Yeah. That you're, like, snooping through this person's house. Like, I just think that that's, like, to your point, an odd motivation. Like, why on earth are you You're nervous around? enough that you broke something. Well, I mean, she was dancing, listening to music. Yeah. And, and, bumped, a, and, and bumped into this urn that was on, a, on an easel because they're that rich. And so, like, you know, your motivation should definitely be finishing cleaning that mess. Yeah. Not stopping in the middle of maybe being caught on the second floor. And I mean, like, I guess she assumes that, like, grandma is not going to come down and the people aren't coming, the, the couple isn't coming home for a few more hours at this rate. So, like, you know, I guess in theory she could have stopped this task being like, I've got time to snoop around and then come back to this. Yeah. But, like, again, I just think it's weird because especially they, like, very specifically are like, Grandma is, like, very well and able woman, you know, but she likes her privacy, don't mind her, blah, blah, blah. Like, if, if, it would be one thing, I guess, if, if Grandma had dementia, yeah, because honestly, like, if you looked at me and were like, she's she's totally well and able-bodied, I'd be like, can I at least still meet her? So that way, if we bump into each other, we're not, like, startled by each other? No, yeah, I just... You know? Um, I mean, like, honestly, at the end of the day, the entire situation was supposed to feel creepy, and I think that that's the part of the movie for me that really, really works. Yeah, of course. It yeah. is. that, And that aspect of it does work. And I also you dread loved this, her like, making all of these bad decisions because the tension is effective. No, yeah, and I loved this like whole um, third element thrown out with the with the, the guy in the woods. You know that we that we find out is the is is the son. Yeah. You know, but like we don't know that at the time that we see him, we just see some dude outside. And uh, I guess also um, going back to questions about like the lead-in and the and the payoff you tell me it's a demonic cult 
no offense, I'm expecting ten people. It's literally a family unit of four people with with a questionable relationship with the... It, it, I don't think that was actually Grandma. No. If that was Grandma... Wow. No, I think that that was just what they were saying. I think... Okay, so what I was thinking is this is um, another child. Of theirs? Of theirs, Yes. That this child had some kind of, like, deformity or Oh, I whatever. thought that it was definitely an older woman. Oh, see, I was thinking it was just some, some kid who had some kind of, like, condition that they've hid up in this attic. I was thinking that it was maybe, like, um, like some sort of weird witch great-great-great-grandmother Baba Yaga figure. That, like, people cart around and, like, you get sort of bequeathed grandma, you know, and, oh, and that see, was sort of what my thought was. No, I guess I was thinking that this this person could be, like, the dude from Mask. Oh, okay. Copy. You know, whereas, like, it's kind of hard to tell because also, like, the only time we actually see them is in the cult outfit. Yeah, and we never really hear her speak. Or anything, so it's, like, all just, like, this visual, you know. So I guess, you know, I was like, it could be, it could be, it could be. No, I totally see where you're at with that. I, I definitely understand your train of thought. I, I just definitely thought that it I I honestly thought that she was older than just being grandma. I thought that she was, like, like I said, some sort of old witch figure Mm-hmm. I mean, I also, I like that as well. You know, it's it's really not very clear, I guess, in the This in the movie film. lets you have a lot of nebulous area. Which I, which I totally enjoy. I honestly, like, I don't mind her. I loved the tension building of her exploring the house because, like, the entire time I was banging my head against the wall being like, stop doing this. Don't you do know? it. You know, I, I felt like, um, oh, gosh, oh, what's her name from um, the Scream franchise? Being like, mm-mm. You know, I ain't going in there. You know, I was like, you know, screaming at the, 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 the screen. Oh, you mean scary movie? Is it scary movie? It is scary movie. That's right. Oh, gosh, I do that all the time. Um, yes, scary movie. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, no, I completely get where you're at with that. Um, I loved the friend. I wanted more of the friend. Yeah, Greta Gerwig is great. She was fantastic. She, she had me and like... Whew, boy, yeah, that was one of the scariest moments. That was moments. one of the most shocking and also, to your point, effectively creepy moments of the entire movie for No, me. yeah, because it made my skin crawl. It was so real. Yeah, but then but then we went, we went, I had forgotten all about the beginning part, honestly, about them being like, it's about demonic cults. Like, I was on this ride. I was like, yeah, awesome. And then we, we got back to it and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> uh you know you know what movie does cult better than this movie hot fuzz yeah that's fair well also i think for me the other big issue is just that and this is for me you know personally as a, as a viewer is just that like beyond the obvious physical things that are creepy or scary or, or stomach churning and beyond some of the natural tension building that you can do, 
generally speaking for me, demonic possession movies, demonic birth movies, demonic whatever movies, almost never pay off in a way that sells me. I think that's fair. And that's that's you've never seen The Exorcist. Um, no. But I've, I've seen enough sort of possession and exorcism stuff that, like, I know for a fact that, generally speaking, none of it really... No, I, I mean, I get that. ...crosses that line for me of, like, and this is the finale that made me go, and I won't sleep at night. <laughs> and I think that's also just because, generally speaking, I also don't necessarily have... Um, a fear of God. A fear of, of hell or, or any No, of that. I get that. I get that. I think that that's also <laughs> where I sit. Like, you know, I think that ghost movies and ghost stories are like... More likely to creep me. Yeah, totally, totally. Than something that's like very specifically based, steeped in, 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 in religion, especially like Christianity. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I'm, I, to your point, like, I don't... Be like if they did a movie where it was like, you're being haunted by Thor. I'd be like, oh, Okay. <laughs> being haunted by thor all i thought of was was chris hemsworth and i was like i guess that's not that bad if anything he'll just annoy the hell out of me <laughs> that's why it'll be worse um it'll be like the first act of paranormal activity where the ghost is just inconsiderate you know <laughs> oh yes 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 leaving cabinets open and shit and stealing knives and fuck you know no 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 stop it stop it he's gonna want to hang out <laughs> what on earth are you talking about thor is gonna want to actively hang out you know because i'm again still thinking of chris hemsworth no, that's true. <laughs> not thinking of the actual god of thunder i was thinking of him trying to be a spooky ghost oh see i was thinking of him forgetting that he was a ghost ah i see i see two different directions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. two worlds one family that's right <laughs> trust your heart oh stop it um but no, overall, um, beyond that other big issue, because, like, uh, um, another, like, found footage, it's real movie, was um, The Last Exorcism. Uh, and that one didn't do it for me either. Um, and that's another demonic possession. It's got a baby in it, you know, kind it's of thing. It's got a baby in it. It's um, got a baby in it. That's so funny. <laughs> Oh, gosh, I want to, I guess, for me, I actually, I would, I was really curious of where this story was going to go. Because I felt like we left off at a really hard, like, to be continued. And then, like, I know that that's not going to happen, you know, but I also know, I was like, maybe there is a sequel out there knowing the Ty West that we have now. Maybe he's going to wait five years from now, you know, and. And Yeah, and and slap it on out there. Um, I'd be down. I'd watch it. Yeah, you know, it'll be about, like, the kid grown up. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But we're gonna get the, um, beginning part where it's, where it's, like, her giving birth, screaming in agony, mm. you know? It'll be almost, you Very know, like, uh, I was gonna say, it'll be almost be like, uh, Ty West does, like, The Omen, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speculating. Mm-hmm. I'd watch it. I, yeah. Hell yeah, I'd totally watch it. Um, you know, with, with... I I really enjoy where the seeds um, of of his career have have you know bore fruit, you know, and I think I really respect this movie for that, and I think that this movie is good. I think that this is, I guess for me, it's like you know when you're like a really good 
film student. Mm-hmm. Like, this was, like, really good, solid A-plus film student for me. Yeah. You know, like, I understand your budget isn't all the way there. You know, you can't do all this stuff. You got to cheat a little yeah. bit. And, like, maybe you procrastinated a bit at the end. Mm-hmm. You know? Or or you just literally didn't have the ability to do any of what you wanted, so you just had to, you know, full-blown compromise mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to this, whatever it is. No, yeah, exactly. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's not good. No, not at all. It's a great movie. And I think for that the for, most part. And I think that for somebody, this movie is sufficiently very creepy. Oh, yeah. For someone, this is like a top-notch horror film. All the way through, top to finish, start to end, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, they even have in the photo, the the, the ad for it, you know, the, the poster. It's, it's a house on fire, and we never get to see that house burn down. No. No. Anything. Maybe, maybe a tunnel to hell? Maybe, like, there was a literal pit open to hell. Mm. You know, it, well, it opens... we don't get to see it. It opens up kind of like Poltergeist, you know, at the end. Yeah, where yeah, Where yeah. it takes the house. Yeah, these are all options. These are all options that need money, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, if you had to give The House of the Devil a rating out of five, what would you give it? I think I'm going to give House of the Devil a four. Um, I think that... I think that it just, you know, for me, it, it doesn't stick the landing. Yeah. You know, um, but I think that it's, I think that it's a really good movie. And I think that it's, it's definitely, I would, I'm, I would rewatch this movie in a heartbeat. Um, but I do think that, like, maybe, you know, if you wanted to remake this movie, I'd be, I'd be down. Hmm. Um, I'll go with a... I think I'm going to go with a I'll go with a 4 as well. Okay. I wrestled over it, but I'm ultimately going to go with the 4. Like and and you know, in in the in the North American school system, a 4 is a B. You know, um well, I, think I, mean, that, I guess a four is technically an A, but I'm thinking on a five point scale. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think it, I think it squeaked out. Um, if only just because literally for the first fifty five minutes, it was it was breathless. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, like I again, I just I think that the the last like ten minutes of this movie, I was like, oh. I needed some figuring. Um, but for the most part, very satisfying. Yeah. Um, moving on, Mm -hmm. uh, the only things that I really, I guess, wanted to bring up, uh, beyond, of course, what we've been watching was, uh, the Super Mario Bros. trailer came out. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, I'll talk for a little bit first on this one. Fantastic. What a strong opening to a trailer. I was so hooked in. I was so excited. It was going so well for that trailer. It was funny. The visuals were great. 
Jack Black as as Bowser was awesome. Well, Jack Black. Um and then literally Mario showed up and I remembered suddenly like a like a like a sack of fucking potatoes hitting me over the head that that I was about to hear Chris Pratt speak and the air came out of that trailer for me and it never ever again reached that pinnacle of of where we started at. Um, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> it's absolutely hysterical because it is it is one hundred percent true. He he took all of the air out of that entire film for me. That that trailer was was a flattened tire the moment that he came out with his with the the spikes of doom that he is. The movie got Kirby. Yeah, you know, uh, and so. It ultimately, for me, as a trailer, was not necessarily um, the most successful in selling me, especially on Chris Pratt as Mario. Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. I think that this was like, what if it's like, you know, one of those anti-movies where it's actually about the the villain the entire time? Like, mm-hmm. I could have, you know, it's like maybe Deadpool, so that that way, that way, Jack Black can be our lead, and and, and Chris Pratt can just be... Just be a side character, like Wreck It Ralph, and and the Fe- Fix It Felix. Fix It Felix, thank you. I was like, and Junior. <laughs> Junior, um, I was gonna say the Bob the Builder one. <laughs> That's right. It's exactly who he is. Uh, the only other thing that came out uh, that I wanted to touch on was also um, the Velma uh, trailer that dropped. Uh, or the the little Velma, I guess, teaser that dropped. Um, it looked fine. I'll give it a chance. Um, I'm interested enough. I'm interested enough is a bold statement. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Eh. You'll have to see. I know that you hold Scooby Doo dear. I do. I it's a it's a franchise that that you know I have watched every single terrible awful version of a Scooby Doo remake, and I'll watch this one too. But that doesn't mean that I don't have opinions about them, you know, and and that I haven't created a hierarchy uh, in my in my own mind of of which ones are actually good versus. It, I think that that's how people look at like the Jason franchise. They're like, yeah, a lot of it's garbage, but there are some gems. Um. And I just, I don't know what, I guess, Mindy has to say about this character that's going to change it that couldn't have just been somebody else, you know, a different character entirely. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what are you bringing to Thelma that really changes the, the landscape of this character at all? Mm-hmm. That couldn't have just been used, you know, like, Mindy, you're famous enough that you could have made a, a completely entirely, like, Mindy cartoon show where you're, where you're everybody hates Chris as yourself, but a cartoon, and people would have, would have gobbled it down, you know? I feel like that's exactly what this is, though. Like, I feel like this is some, some version of, like, her being like, hey, I identify with, with Thelma, and therefore I'm gonna make myself into her and, and somehow weave my own narrative into this, this, this thing that already exists. Well, I mean, if you can do it. I mean, yeah, but, like, what's the point in that, you know? Gosh, make make new things, guys. We don't need another bad Scooby-Doo remake, guys. We don't. We don't. We just had Scoob. 
we don't need this exclamation point scoob exclamation point indeed where it was a prequel and we already had a pup named scooby-doo we were done never we figured it out no oh my gosh and that show wasn't even that great that we keep downgrading hey it was great it had red herring (laughs) (laughs) it didn't have red herring that was that was the most solid joke Um, of, of children's programming but beyond uh, Velma and the Super Mario Bros, as far as what we've been watching, um, we've been watching the Halloween franchise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we're actually going to go and see uh, Halloween, the original one, in theaters tomorrow night. I guess tonight, if you're if you're listening to this on Friday. Yes. Um, it's tomorrow night for us recording. Um, but I'm pretty pumped to see it in theaters. That'll be a fun time. Yes, I'm very excited to see um the original up on the on the big screen. Yeah. You know? It's it's excuse to go to the theater. I know that they're doing that as a as a ploy, but gosh darn it, they if they it didn't work. <laughs> no, honestly, it's like them playing Jaws during summertime. Like, of course I'm coming. No, absolutely. You rang my exact bell. Um We've also been doing the Texas Chainsaw yeah, movies as we, well. Yeah, we finished the Child's Play franchise. Mm-hmm. We actually had a very busy watching weekend <laughs> recently. Yeah. Pretty pretty impressed by, by how many we cranked out in a few days. We haven't watched movies like this in a minute. Yeah. And we've got a lot more Texas Chainsaw to go. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. Honestly, I'm you know I'm I'm hyped for 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 more for more Texas Chainsaw. I think more than I was expecting to be. Uh, and, and it's, it's going really well so far, you know, getting ready for the slasher extravaganza at the end of the month. We've got more coming for y'all. Uh, get ready for that. Sign up for the newsletter to find out what else we're doing this month and to get links to everything that we did last month for Hispanic heritage. Yes. Yes, indeed. And I mean, it's still technically happening. Yeah. You know, guess what? It's a part of next week's episode. It's a secret between you and, and us, you know. It's... I'm not going to tell you what the movie is. You have to go to the and subscribe to the newsletter to find out what it is before oh God. next week. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. You got to do homework. Baited with anticipation. Fantastic. Can you hold out for a whole extra week or are you going to just, you know, sign up for the newsletter? Do it. Do it now. It's must know information. You gots to be in the know. Everyone's talking about it at the water cooler. That's right. Uh, that's right. The Film Buds <laughs> newsletter is the talk infectious. of everybody's water mm-hmm. cooler. That's right. Uh, and so <laughs> <laughs> Delusions of grandeur, everyone, are wonderful things. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It keeps us young. That's right. Uh, or is that just a delusion? And so. Here we go. Uh, that's just about all that I have for y'all. Uh, dear, do you have anything else that you would like to, to say to the listeners? Um, no, I think that we've, we've sufficiently, I guess, um, bored them to tears at this moment. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I hope that you guys enjoyed the show. Um, come back next week as always. Listen to our plethora of other ones. We're in like the 200s right now on this episode. Yeah, 241. So, So like, you know, if you just can't stop listening to Film Buds, guess what? We've got, you could listen to, you know, almost an entire year's worth of of other film buds while waiting for the new one to come out next week. So look at you. Aren't you the luckiest duck of all? Yeah, that's right. You've got, you've got so much film buds, I literally don't think that you could listen to all of it. 
between now and next week. You know what? Try. Knock yourself out. It's your life. Listen to it care. all at once. <laughs> that's right. Put that's it the... all on, on five different playing areas. Yeah, that's really the only way to do it at that point. You mm-hmm. know, we gotta get strategic. Um, but yeah. Really absorb it. Absorb it in the best way possible for you. Almost like osmosis, you know. It'll just be through your skin. Fantastic. Um. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. Um, happy Halloween, you, you dirty, filthy sons of bitches. Uh, I think that that's, I think that you're <laughs> quoting, actually, um, the Christmas movie, <laughs> you filthy animal. That's fine. And uh, come back next week. We always enjoy talking to you guys, and it's going to be a really exciting Halloween season. Bye! Bye.